So we went dancing today. Yes. It's finally spring. It's been almost like summer temperature today. So like calm, the sun shining, really warming, you know, the seagulls singing and lots of other birds that have finally come back. And we put on some music on the tip of a duck and we were dancing. And the waves were quite small, but still tangible, like we could feel it in the dock. So they sort of helped with the elasticity in in the souk that yeah. we danced. Yeah, because we dance Brazilian souk. Yeah. Our current meeting point. Yes. Because right. we're, we have two so different backgrounds as dancers. Yeah. So you... Brazilian souk is... A meeting point in between. Yes. And I have just fallen in love with Brazilian Sook. I absolutely love it. Mm. You dream about it. Literally. Yes. That was, I actually had this really interesting thing happen last week. Because I've been dreaming about dancing Sook for several nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks so surprised. <laughs> um, but then that was a lead up to a Sook festival that we went to last weekend here in Oslo. Mm-hmm. I was dreaming in the night that I was on some sort of a workshop in Sook. It was this uh, couple, Anders and Brenda, that we were teaching. And we haven't... Which is an actual couple teaching Sook. But they showed up in your dream. Yes. <laughs> and, and there were specific steps and movements they were explaining that I don't know because we're quite new to Sook. We've been dancing mm. Sook for approximately half a year. Yeah, and your background is as a ballroom dancer yes. and mine is as contemporary. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite a stretch from that. It is. It, it is. absolutely yeah. is. So dancing or in the stream I was being taught the specific moments, specific steps and how um, I remember how to move the like the movement and the energy moving th- through the foot up the leg into the hip in a very specific way that he was and um, he was teaching. I woke up in the night. I had to get up and have a glass of uh, water. Then I went back to sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, I woke up in the same dream as I woke up in the middle of the night. And I could remember what I was being taught. So when I got up, I started dancing what I had been taught in the dream. What do you like about Brazilian Sook? Mm. Well, everything that is Brazilian is like a small part of a a home just because it's been home before mm-hmm. for one year. Um, so I feel extremely relaxed when I hear the language and, um, and I love the rhythm that is... Um, syncopated mm. I love that too and I'm not always too fan of uh, the, the sounds they use to make the rhythm but I love the rhythm in itself mm. what I enjoy the most is the open being a couple stance which is for me quite traditional <laughs> to actually <laughs> hold hands and do steps together <laughs> 
because oh, that's my so funny. yeah because I'm used to just expressing through my body mm. and my uh, responsibility has been for this body that I am inhabiting <laughs> my yes. own and in that body in relationship to the room and the other dancers which uh, take care of their own bodies but now I'm suddenly leading someone else <laughs> <laughs> and that is it feels extremely traditional um but at the same time there is an openness there to how it can be what the steps can be um and there's room for a lot of contemporary there and some contact impro and I think that we can find our own style on it. Mm. For me, coming from ballroom, modern and Latin, I love to feel when I can use the technique I have from my background and bring that into Brazilian souk or anything you're teach- teaching me from like your your background or, you know, into our meeting point from that but I really love in the, in the souk that elastic feeling and that it's like so it's so relaxed, so free so flowy which compared to the ballroom because <laughs> it's much more like yeah, like ballroom <laughs> is much more explosive yes um, mm. and I also love that since it's often the suck is often slow and elastic and, and when you suddenly do a ballroom inspired turn it becomes so distinct which is a really nice contrast so it mixes up things. Thank you. But I really love um, that you bring into the dance compared to you know there's many many men who are amazing dancers and then there's a lot of men that are in my opinion leading a lot and not dancing so much with the rest of their body but that's like very central for you to bring in because you like you get really grumpy <laughs> if you feel that you're just leading yeah because like, i don't like this i don't want to dance <laughs> <laughs> what's the point then it's not dance. If I'm just using my hands to just put your body places, mm. that's not dance. But it's very interesting for me, though, coming from couples dance, because I've never been dancing anything, mm. like solo stuff. And it's very interesting for me to see, like from we first started exploring our dance, mm. the meeting point with you and like how you look at and how you, you like your perspective on couple stance mm-hmm. and the role of leading because mm. that has changed and like mm. your perspectives and your like you know your comments around it that's that's it's been interesting elaborate please <laughs> in the beginning you you looked pretty fascinated you know because you you can look at me and like i'm just doing like this and you just <laughs> this little movement and your body is doing like all these things like is this coming from me just doing that like you were so like a little child kind yeah, of like yeah. really fascinated yeah that you could you know start all those movements in my body and then you went into more of a resistance to it like yeah but i don't want to be like a man just you know throwing you around and i want you to dance and uh, i don't want to you know 
decide what you're doing and then you know we had all <laughs> these mm -hmm. discussions where i explained that for me you're initiating or you're inviting me into something and then i am playing inside of that frame that you're presenting to me yeah and that i'm used to but it's about how uh, the room i leave for movement which was yeah. very closed compared to where i came from yeah yeah because for me that is not that is not a frame for me at all what you are used to one of the main meeting points in our dance is our sensitivity that is where it starts yeah i think we always start connecting through the sacral that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then from there it just expands out to the whole body and then we can move mm -hmm. and all of this now we're talking about dance but we're also talking about relationships aren't we and I think the starting point for any uh, relationship to actually work is to first and foremost be a human being mm. that is enjoying your own life and from there you can be a mother a husband a wife all of this mm. whenever you you organize things or you uh, let's say you um, you build a house or you redecorate something you're doing something very practical uh, or in other words, what we define as masculine, mm. which is, you could say it's the same as leading. You are creating spaces, creating room, creating structures. Mm. It's the opposite of the feminine principle, which is uh, receptivity, listening, uh, mm. yielding, maybe, going. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if that's the correct term, but... Um, yeah, basically yeah, the listening. intuitive, open. Leaning into. Mm. Mm. So. Mm, um, that's a beautiful feeling. Leaning into. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So as long as all people involved remember to relax in their own life, then they can actually go and organize stuff and do create all these structures but you have to first mm. be in your body be in your life be in yourself mm. what's on your mind i think the the dancing connection relationships creative energy sacred sexuality like all of those things are so connected it's really it's sort of like the essence of life and i love that we can sort of explore all of it and understand and learn more of it together and that we have so many meeting points we have so many like common um, interests mm -hmm. and our conversations I I mean that's pretty much why we started doing the podcast mm. because we had so many great conversations and we can just you know because we were doing half an hour 
spoken messages <laughs> to each other yes uh several times a day yes they're pretty long voice messages pretty yeah. often for a few months yeah 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 because we actually i think we haven't shared how we met because i suddenly got a message from you with an invitation to celebrate New Year's Eve from yes. 21 to 22. After I hadn't spoken to you for maybe 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Eight, nine, ten, something like that. Yeah, because we worked together in about 2010 or 2012. Yeah. That room. Yeah. Uh, at a gym, we were both personal trainers and we were both uh, group training instructors. Yes. And I think we had a few of the same classes as well. Body balance or something. Yeah, I had yeah. body balance and pulse, dance aerobic, Zumba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also since we were both personal trainers, we were quite a lot at the gym. So we did run into each other. But we never really spoke a lot. We just chatted a bit. In yeah, it was more like a random colleague. Yeah. We never met outside of work or... Mm. Except for you coming to a course I gave. Yes. Yeah. So I at that I time. That, but that was that was like a year later. After I think. we had worked together. Yeah. Yeah, because you contacted me on Facebook or something. I think. I you saw it there. Remember, or, yeah. I just remember I knew that you had the courses, and I understood that. Hey, I should probably start to learn to meditate why why <laughs> why was that <laughs> i've never asked you that i think no well because these were eight weeks courses with uh, homework and all this like deep diving mbsr courses yeah mindfulness yeah yeah i had a pretty strict schedule mm. um you know, several studies and several jobs and doing way too much. And things went downhill pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really not having any stillness in my life. I was just like running from one thing to the other. And, you know, that was basically why I started doing body balance classes. Because I was doing like the <laughs> cardio classes and like really like I loved pushing and then dance classes. But... I was like, okay, if I'm ever, because I had this intention, I should start like going on yoga or, you know, some, you know, that kind of meditation class or yoga class or something like that. And I never got to it because then if I got there and I was going to do a workout on my, on my own or be be participating, I went to like a spinning class instead if it started at the same time. I never got myself to do it. And then I was like, okay, I probably should just do the instructor course because if I'm an instructor, I know I will do it myself as well because I will never never instruct something I'm not doing. So that's the reason why I started mm. having body balance class. That Did was it actually work? me trying to get myself yeah. to do Did those Did it work? Things. Did you start yes. practicing yoga? And... Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah, because I wouldn't have the class if I didn't. Yeah. And at the same time, as I was, you know, running around and having this schedule, I was constantly running into a lot of energies, mainly spirits that people. Um, Human spirits. Yeah. Yeah. 
but there were also yeah that was the main thing and also i could like come to a place and i could suddenly start feeling the heat and see f- flames and you know if it had been a place where with a fire um so it was more and more places i was avoiding um i could i it affected me pretty strong physically and i got weaker physically because i was constantly running away from myself at some point you were more or less forced to stop uh, working because of this yeah. running into energies all the time and and pushing my body and pushing yourself too far yes yeah. so i basically collapsed and i got into many years of experiencing cfs and lyme disease how we reconnected after 10 years it was uh, new year's eve and i had um, three people coming over to dancers friends of mine and their um, and the partner of one of the dancers and we were doing a bonfire to release the old and then um, seed some intentions for the new year by building stuff in the snow. <laughs> that's how you do it in Norway. Oh <laughs> At least we that's how we improvised it. Um, and I thought, hey, you're a dancer and you're spiritual and all this. And the reason I knew that was because I saw suddenly saw a video of you at Facebook and I never go into Facebook more or less uh, but I went into it to see since it was New Year's if there was anything in particular and there I saw a video of you showing up on my feed even though we haven't spoken in ages Mm. and you were being interviewed by Denise Chadwick and you were basically speaking out loud about the stuff that I believe in and the stuff that I feel and experience and it feels like you were speaking it felt like you were speaking my language Mm. I never met people in Norway that said those words or out loud or Mm. I always had to go travel abroad to some course in some other country to have those conversations or just look at YouTube and see other people talking about it and but hey you were and I knew and you were a normal person (laughs) hey you were a personal (laughs) trainer it was just (laughs) we met at the most uh, one of the most normal jobs I've had in my life like at the gym and you were speaking about everything channeling aliens energies all of it fairies yes (laughs) clairvoyance all of this Hmm. so i just had to let you know that uh i existed uh in the same reality as you (laughs) and (laughs) and it's pretty funny because when i started my youtube channel heart of light which was the reason why i was on on the on the interview yeah one of the things I was so afraid of, because I had been hiding this my whole life, that this was a part of me. Mm. Um, one of the things I was thinking of was, oh my goodness, when this like becomes public, what are people 
going to think? What are like the people from the gym going to think? It <laughs> <That> was one of them. <laughs> and I still have those thoughts, but not about the gym, but how does people that I studied uh, at the Norwegian School of Sports Sciences mm. think about this and mm. blah, blah, blah. Still comes up this pharaoh yeah. being so way out there. Mm. But it's worth it to be yourself and be yeah. Um, open. Yeah. I think for me it's very rare that those thoughts comes up in connection with spirituality or you know clairvoyance channeling anymore um, but that has taken time a lot of time for me it's definitely the last of all things that I've come out as it's the very last thing that I've uh, implemented in mm. my life yeah and that's I mean what does that say about our society that it's like a huge closet to come out from talking l- about spirits talking about aliens talking about frequencies energies everything that is um, not physical but still around us mm. and in us all the time Well, it's the stigma from the old. It's the fear from being burnt at the stakes and all of that. Um, And in a country like this, where we know that we have so much power up north. And people are living on the land that holds that energy. And Mm -hmm. we are surrounded by the forests that are immensely powerful. And we have all this fjords and it's everywhere you can feel it it's impossible to not feel it if you live there or if you don't feel it it's just because you're a bit desensitized Mm. when you're not desensitized you're suddenly a bit weird (laughs) it should be the opposite exactly (laughs) and i think that's the whole change that has to happen in the mindset it's normal to be sensitive. It's normal to feel energies. In the future, it will be. But we have... But it know, will we were, take time. We were taught out of it. Because most children has all of this natural. I mean, everyone is sensitive. It's it's the normal state. Now there's, of course, different clairs that are in the forefront for different people. Like we have different talents. But if we could just flip the mindset mm-hmm. from desensitized being normal to sensitive being normal and then adapting the society or changing the society to uh, harmonize with the senses to harmonize yes because we started a podcast because no. we when you reached out to me for that new year's eve I reached out to you a few hours before New Year's Eve. It was a bit too late. <laughs> it was. Because. Tamtita, I was going to spend my New Year's and I was so looking forward to this. Alone on my couch, doing a meditation <laughs> retreat online. And I was like, I was set up. I had, I was actually ordering sushi, which is really not what Norwegians eat on New Year's Eve. But that's one of my favorite things to eat. 
so I was ordering sushi. I had everything like set up. I was comfortable. I was going to have like candlelights all over my apartment. I was going to be just in stillness and like going deep within and doing energy work. And I was like, I was so looking forward to it. I love how this started with you um, 10 years earlier. You need a stillness. And now you're actually choosing to do it at New Year's Eve. Yes. Wow. I never thought of that. But yes. It's been quite a journey those 10 years. Mm. Mm. So I, I got, I was really happy when I received your message. I'm glad. (laughs) I wanted to let you also know that you were not alone. And I felt that was the most important thing. And of course, we could also meet another day. And that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. So a few days later, you came to me. I think it was a week or two. And since then, we've been a lot together. Yes. Yeah. And then we, well, we started sending voice messages and they got longer and longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up with like 30, 35 minutes voice messages mm-hmm. and having like several conversations at a time. And I was, I remember I was just taking notes, like, okay, I have to remember comment on this topic and this topic. So I wouldn't forget. You started writing lists about what you were going to were reply gonna, on. Mm, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was really good, and then I remember like a few months down the road, yeah, we had gotten together, and you know we were just talking about all these voice messages that we were sending, and then I think you commented, or maybe it was me, that hey, people should like I would have loved to listen to those conversations. This could be like interesting for people big parts of the conversations because we went so deep in the questions we have about you know the universe or the world or our own journeys you know sharing about you know what we have been you know facing within ourselves how we meet the world um and and all those big questions that we wonder about and discussing it from so many different perspectives um Mm -hmm. and then we have said it a few times also when we have had our conversations just in our daily lives and then finally we ended up i think we just one day decided that maybe we should just try to do that yeah and do create a podcast yeah and we sat down and we had no idea what we were going to say (laughs) and then we just started (laughs) and that's still how we do it yes <laughs> yeah it's pretty and spontaneous it started in norwegian but we wanted it to be uh, open to more people it's of course more challenging for us to do it in english even though i have a british name it's not because i'm <laughs> extremely good at english i've never lived there uh, i've always been living in norway except for that one year in brazil i just have some family in london and yeah and you also been living one year abroad in Spain yes, and the rest in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. And English was actually my worst subject at school. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about school, you went to the university. Yeah. 
You did a bachelor in culture and communication. Yes, I did. And then I started teaching bachelor students in media studies after that. That were attending the same bachelor that you had just finished? Yeah, some uh, students from culture and communication and some students from media studies. Mm. Because media studies is one of the parts in culture and communication. I see. And then I started at uh, Norwegian School of Sports Sciences, studying for personal trainer. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was teaching after my bachelor, yeah. which is where you were studying. Yeah, but I started at university as well. I started oh, with okay. philosophy studies, or I was enrolled in a bachelor in Asian studies, which was Chinese and uh, Buddhism and a little bit of Taoism and all the old... Big surprise, it's a sad jewel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and metaphysics and and philosophy of consciousness. But then I wanted to ground this uh, information, if you could say so, into my body. And I started doing yoga. It was either yoga, tai chi or qigong. And so I just started practicing it. And I went to Norwegian School of Sports Sciences to become a yoga instructor. And I discovered that people there had a lot of fun. They seemed happy. And that was a new thing. Because philosophy students pretty serious not so happy <laughs> questioning life yes <laughs> ruminating crisis. about life yes happy no <laughs> mm. and so people here were actually doing well handstands and they had colorful clothes so for me coming there was just wow there's life here and i did my bachelor there in physical activity and health and then I did my master's degree in sports psychology and coaching. And I focused upon intrinsic motivation and mindfulness and flow. It's a study that fits who you are pretty well. It's one of the few studies that I know of that you can you can play with your own mind in order to create changes. Mm. That we actually acknowledge that whatever you think and whatever you feel will Uh, be reflected in the outcome of the situation so that felt really good to that yeah that Mm. being validated Mm. Mm. what do you feel you use the most in your own life now from that Mm, i'm doing i'm visualizing and when i use that term it's with all my body it's basically emotions the most and just unconditionally activating uh, energies or states in my own body that I'm doing all the time mm. every day <laughs> and uh, literally every day <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's a good habit talking about habits do you have any that you would like to share maybe you should be the one answering about my habits <laughs> but maybe. I think uh, drinking hot chocolate is one I I do agree. That is definitely a habit. (laughs) You're really Um, good at it. It's really important to enjoy things. Yeah. And I think I have a good habit of really enjoying things in my life. Um, Besides that, I'm spending a lot of time in nature. That really grounds me and it opens me. So I really love that sensation of being able to really relax in and 
feel grounded and feel very open because there's no like pressure or expectation or you know the mind running um, planning things or and also there's this natural harmony in nature that just imbues your body with harmony yes it's like a place where that frequency is held so when i come into it it's easier for my body to relax into that frequency and to start resonating with it rather than you know any dissonant frequency and also I can so easily come into gratitude being in the nature because often I can meet animals mm. or have like a special meeting like last week I was in the forest I suddenly saw into right into some eyes and it took me a couple of seconds like what am I looking at? And then there were two deers and they were standing, I don't know, maybe 50 meters away from me, just looking me in the eyes. And I started walking towards them and took up my camera and I was filming them. They were so cute. And I started like, cause I just calmed down completely to meet them as, mm. as good as I can. And then they started walking towards me and we were standing there for several minutes. And then we started walking in the same direction like 20 meters apart hmm. and moments like that that fills me with such an awe and so much gratitude because it can be like you can have the worst day hmm. like everything can just go wrong and you don't know what to do or you're like in that space and then you come into the nature and then you suddenly get an experience like that and it shifts you completely and I really love that we share the ability and sensitivity to actually take in those kind of experiences. I really love that as well, that we can enjoy those small moments together and really observe nature around us. Because mm. I have been having experiences being in groups of people during diving, they wanted to dive deep. And I was more interested in saying hi to the fishes and mm. the <laughs> algae and <laughs> all the creatures living down there. Yeah. And also the opposite when hiking up a mountain to go backcountry skiing I wasn't that interested in getting to the top I just wanted to just observe the view and I was quite slow walking up upwards mm. so that we can have the same pace and just bring our cameras and yes and yeah. see all the small details and all the beauty and magic mm. I love that have you always been spending a lot of time in nature? Not as much as I do now, for sure. When I was growing up, I spent most of my time either on the dance floor in a studio or preparing homeworks or studying for tests. And then I started teaching from when I was 16. And I was teaching for many, many, many years, just like you. That's been like my default in anything I do. I start teaching in it. And now what we want to do is to use that background that we have from instructing and teaching and also the journeys we've been on and what we've developed and the connection we have and use that to to teach together, yes. to hold workshops, to help you know freeing people help developing help 
you know, bringing play and growth mm. to this world. Mm. What do you think will be the most fun? <laughs> With our workshops? Yes. Probably the part of not knowing where it's going to end up. I believe that the most valuable information will be guided, will be channeled. That's a wrap for today and talk to you soon.